Good morning, everybody at home. Bonjour tout le monde à la maison. And good morning the few of us that are here. Et bonjour à, à quelques qui sont là. Uh, we want to thank God for this great opportunity to still be here despite COVID-19. We want to thank God for November. But November is coming to an end. And today is the last Sunday in November. November has been a journey. Thank God for the testimonies that have come as a result. Merci pour les témoignages qui sont venus comme un résultat. November has been a journey for me. Novembre a été un parcours pour moi. It's been a journey for you, I presume. C'est un parcours pour vous, je présume. We are still interested in hearing your testimony specifically. Nous sommes intéressés à écouter ton témoignage particulièrement. Because your testimony can encourage somebody. Parce que votre témoignage peut encourager quelqu'un. Your testimony can bring out what God is doing that we are hiding. And specifically, we want to thank God for the grace to remember. We want to thank God because since the beginning of this month, we have been casting our minds back and remembering. It's unfortunate that the month is so short, but otherwise there are so many things to remember. There are so many people to remember. Only God knows how many phone calls have been placed in this month. Only God knows how many gratitude has gone out in this month. I don't know about you, but there are some people I didn't even remember for years. I remember them this month. My prayer is that all that God has started to do, that it will not fade up with the month in the name of Jesus. We started the month by remembering our destiny helper. For many people, that list is uncountable. It is a list that every day you think you remember somebody. Is it the person that helped you when you went, when you went to primary school? Is it the person that helped you when you were in high school, middle school? Is it the figure that helped you on the sports field? Is it the friend that helped you that day that you had no food to eat? Is it the that two special interests in you? Oh, is it the teacher that made sure that you are prepared for your entrance exam to the university? Oh, is it the friend that chose the university because of you? Is it that friend that you met at the university that was like a brother that was waiting for you? Oh, is it too much to remember? The sister that you met when you got to university. That told you that don't do that, mommy will not like that. Or are they the people that have helped you since you finished school? People that have helped you since you've been working. Is it the person that wrote your very first reference for you? The person that believed in you and gave you your first job. Brother, the list goes on and on and on. Is it the man that looked at you while you are going out with his, with his sister? And they ask you, what plan do you have for my sister? Even though at that point, whatever plan you had was a mirage. But he believed in you, and so he allowed his sister to follow you. Oh, is it the, the, is it the couple that stood by you through counseling? Brethren, the list goes on and on and on. And then the next, next week after that, we said that now that you remember, that what is the value of your remembering if you don't do something about it? 
And that was when we said that everybody should make phone calls. Send emails. Send WhatsApp messages. Find the contact number of those people. Your phone call will encourage them. Your phone call will steer them onto good works. And then the next week we said that in all of these things, remember that those people yielded to the call of God. And so we said it was time to remember God. But then you can't remember God and remain the same. Because when you remember God, then you will know that everything was against you. When you remember God, you will know that you are the most unlikely to make it in life. And then you say, God, I thank you. And then last week, we talked about remembering the word of God. There's a reason we separated remembering God, which was his acts from his word. Because the word of God stands forever. And the word of God, you can always go back to it. The word of God is such that it is peculiar to each one of us. And so we remember all those things. Uh, unfortunately, today is the last day that I'm going to be talking about remembrance. But by the grace of God, it is one of those things that God might bring us back to. Because the more you remember, the more you realize that you owe your success to the world. Today, we want to talk about remembering yourself. At first sight, the topic might sound, I can't forget myself. But you'll be surprised by the grace of God when we finish that you re, that you re, realize that a lot of us have actually forgotten ourselves. Today we want to talk about three basic things that God will give me the grace to go through. Those three parts. They are the parts that we will talk about when it comes to you remembering yourself. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We bless you, God, because you are faithful in all things. Thank you for this month of November. Thank you for your grace that is upon us. Thank you, Father, for the ability to remember. Thank you for your word that has gone forth, even to accomplish that for which it has been sent. Thank you because your word is direct. Thank you because your word is sharp. Thank you because your word is forever. Thank you for the seed of the word. Father, as we have come today again, we pray, Father, that you will speak to us. Lord, as you speak, may we hear properly. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for everything. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If you want to turn your Bible with me, to the book of John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1. Let's turn our Bibles together and then we will read together. John, chapter 1. In John, chapter 1, the Bible says, starting from verse 19, it says that this was John's testimony. When the Jewish leaders send the priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask him, and they asked him the question, Who are you? And he came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Now, let me stop there first of all. Remember, when they asked him, Who are you? They didn't make any suggestions. But there was something in their mind that John understood. And so John says, For your information, I am not the Messiah. Then, verse 21, Well then, who are you? They asked again. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. 
Are you the prophet that we are expecting? No. Then who are you? Now you will see that these people are very persistent. Ces gens sont persistants. They have asked the same question four times. And then the Bible now says that they said, we need an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? Verse 23. John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah. I am a voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. That passage is found in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 to 5. Verse 24. Then the Pharisees who had been sent asked him, if you, are, if you are not the Messiah, you are not Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? Then John said, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone who you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. Let's flip over to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Actually, you flip backward to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. I will read. Some passages there from between verse 14 and verse 21. I will jump back and forth. Luke 4, verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Verse 17. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed over to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. Verse 19, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That is found in Isaiah chapter 61. And then in verse 21, he said, Then he began to speak to them, saying, The scripture you just heard has been fulfilled this very day. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word. And so, very quickly, because of time, I said that are three parts that you are going to need to think about today. And it is one of the lessons I have learned from long ago from John. The Bible says that when they asked him, Who are you? Because John knew what was in their heart, John opened his mouth and said, I am not. Second, the first thing you need to remember is that you need to remember who you are not. I will repeat that. You need to remember who you are not. John, first of all, told them, he said, I am not the Messiah. I am not Elijah. I am not even the, the prophet. It was much later that Jesus Christ said, what did you go out to see? He said, a prophet? He said, I'm much more than a prophet. John was humble enough that he did not even tell them that he was a prophet. But he told them that he was not the prophet. Brothers, you need to understand that sometimes to know who you are, you need to know who you are not. Sometimes to define a word, you need to know what that word is not. And John gave us that example there. That to know who you are, you need to know who you are not. Knowing who you are not allows you to stay in your lane. Knowing who you are not allows you to focus your energy on things that will not bring, bring you fruit. For example, par exemple, it is possible that you are not a good speaker. C'est possible que vous n'êtes pas un bon parleur. 
It is possible that you are not a good writer. C'est possible que vous n'êtes pas un bon écrivain. It is possible that you are not good in a particular sport. C'est possible que vous n'êtes pas bon dans un particulier sport. That is the beginning of knowing yourself. C'est le commencement de vous connaître vous-même. Number two. Deux. Once you know who you are not. Si vous quand vous connaissez ce que vous n'êtes pas. Then you automatically begin to find out who you are. I said, number one, you remember who you are not. And number two, you remember who you are. Now, from a Christian perspective, you are the redeemed of the Lord. From a Christian perspective, you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. From a Christian perspective, you are a child of God. From a Christian perspective, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. From a Christian perspective, you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. From a Christian perspective, you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So knowing who you are is the second stage. Because when you know who you are, then confidence comes. Not only does confidence come, then you know that with God, who is your father, all things are possible. When you know who you are, the devil cannot cheat you. When you know who you are, the world cannot change your identity. When you know who you are, then you'll be able to stay. You may be like that. You may be like the other one. But I, I am who I am. When you know who you are, then the world will not take you back and forth depending on what they want from you. Oh, brother, when you know who you are, you wake up in the morning and look at the mirror. Even though there's pimples all over your face, you say, I'm wonderfully and beautifully made. Because pimples does not define you. When you know who you are, no man can tell you that you are not beautiful. When you know who you are, no woman can tell you that, that God is not with you. And so when you have gone through the first stage, and you realize who you are not, now let me say a few things about who you are not. The Bible says, as many as did receive him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. As far as a child of God, you have no affiliation with the devil. You are not a child of darkness. You are a child of destiny. You are not a child of defeat. The Bible says that you will be the head and not the tail. You might not be the head yet. But when the Bible says you will be the head and not the tail, it is a process. Jesus did not identify himself until after 30 years. Brethren, when you know who you are, nobody can tell you that God will not answer your prayer. When you know who you are in the place of prayer, then you know that the Bible says, call upon me and I will answer. When you know who you are, then you know that your body is the temple of God. When you know who you are, then you can tell every sickness in your body that they cannot pack there. When you know who you are, then you can start thinking of going to number three. Before we get to number three, I want to give you some few examples of people that knew what or who they were in Scripture. So that it gives you an idea of how a man or a woman that knows who they are, how they go about their daily activities. Number one, when Moses asked God, he said, who should I say sent me? Ah, he said, tell them the I am sent you. 
Il était tel même que les self-sustaining ones sent you. Quand Moïse était en train de partir, il the journey le désert. Il a regardé le parcours dans le désert. Il thought to himself, Even if we escape, même si nous fuyons, how are we going to make it through this desert? As he was thinking of that, he came back to his mind that the self-sustaining one will be with him. If the self-sustaining one, it means in the desert it can make waters to come. It means in the desert it can make rivers to flow. And so God introduced himself and say, I am whatever you say I am. If you say I'm your provider, I will provide for you. If you say I'm your healer, I will heal you. If you say I'm your friend, I will be your friend. I am filling the gap. I like that attitude. Because that attitude does not limit God. Because that attitude allows me to fill in the gap. So that when I'm afraid, as a human being, I know that he's on my right side. The I am says, I am right here. It means that when I want to pass through the water, it says, I will be with you. And so the I am introduced himself to Moses. Because of time, I will tell you number two about Jesus. Jesus knew who he was. In fact, Jesus was so close to God. Seven different times in the book of John. He used the title I have. If you start from John chapter 6, verse 35, all the way to John chapter 15, verse 5, seven different times, John records, God Jesus said, number one, I am the bread of life. He said, number two, I am the light of the world. He said, number three, I am the door. He said, number four, I am the good shepherd. He said, number five, I am the resurrection, I am the life. He said, number six, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And then number seven, he said, I am the vine. When you put all of those things together, you will find that everything that you need in life is embedded in those things. Not only did he tell us those things, on one occasion, a king asked him, he said, by the way, sir, they say you are king of the Jews. Uh, he said, you are said so. On another occasion, he asked the disciple, who do you say I am? Ah, they say that you are the Christ. And then we know that he is God in the flesh. And so Jesus knew who he was. And more importantly, Jesus knew why he came. Other people wrote about him. One person said that this reason for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the work of the enemy. Another one said in John chapter 10, he said they have come to give believers a rich and satisfying life. So God knows who he is. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew why he came. When apostle, number three, when Peter, when, when, when Christ asked him, he said, who do men say I have? I said, you are the Christ. Suddenly Jesus answered. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. It is interesting that out of Peter, James, and John, that Peter was the only one that did not write anything specifically about why he came. But Jesus told him, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Oh, why did James write the book of James? James wrote the book for the, for the scripture to be complete. Because he says that practical action is the life of faith. 
L'action pratique, c'est la vie de foi. It was James that told us and encouraged us to pursue a life of holiness. Il nous a convaincus de suivre la vie de sainteté. It was James that said, a life that does not produce real life changes is worthless. Oh, when you go to John the Beloved, oh, John the Beloved in John chapter 20 and chapter 21, he concluded his book. And he said, Jesus performed many other miracles apart from the ones that I have written here. He said, the many that have been performed, I wrote this one so that you may believe. He said, but if I were to write everything, <laughs> that there is no book, there is no place in the world where they can contain it. I did not know that John was a prophet. Because every library now is still full of new books being written about Christ. Brethren, Peter, James, and John. They decided to spread the message to the Jews. They wanted to try with the Gentiles. Unfortunately, they were not successful. But God raised up a man. His name was Paul. He told us by himself. He said, I have been appointed to be a preacher to the Gentiles. I am coming and I'm making my point here so that you will understand my very, my number three point. He said, when I go to the Gentiles, he said, I will make the Jews jealous and therefore save some of them. Et pour par conséquent sauver certains par eux. What did Luke say about himself? Qu'est-ce que Luc a dit sur lui-même? Oh, Luke said, I have carefully investigated everything. Luc a dit, j'ai investigué soigneusement. And therefore, I have decided to also write chronologically the things that happened. Je veux aussi écrire chronologiquement les choses qui sont produites. But Luke was a very systematic writer. Mais Luc était un écrivain systématique. When he got to the book of Acts, quand vous allez dans le livre de Acts, he said in my former book, I wrote about all that Christ began to say and to do. And then he linked it with the Holy Spirit. And then he talked about how Christ told his disciples to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then he got to that popular, that popular verse. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. That you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. And then you will become my witnesses. So, brother, number one, you remember who you are not. Number two, you remember who you are. And number three, you remember why you are here. I will repeat it. You remember why you are here. As a young man, you remember why you are here. As a young lady, you remember why you are here. As a married couple, you remember why you are here. As the leader of the church, you remember why you are here. As somebody that is a member of the church, you remember why you are here. Brethren, your why is the only thing that will count when you get to heaven. Everything else is just part of the supporting act. You know, when you watch a movie, there is the main actor. The main actor is the one that you follow. Whatever the actor says or does is what matters more in the movie. But then you will notice that there are some distractions. There are some other things that you will see that does not add or remove from the main character. But then you need to find a way to remove the distractions so that you can focus on the why. Why am I here? Why did God allow me to go to school to learn psychology? Why did God allow me to go to school to learn business administration? You need to keep asking the question why. 
Why does God allow me to work in the bank? Why does God allow me to work in the school? Why does God allow me to work in the hospital? Why does God allow me to work in the church? Why has God given me these children? Why has God allowed teenagers to be comfortable with me? Why has God allowed young adults to be comfortable with you? The more why you can ask, the faster you are on the way to fulfilling the why. Very quickly, I will list you ten characteristics of your why. I will list you ten characteristics of your why. So that every time you remember yourself, you remember this thing. Because these things are the things that you need to keep at the back of your mind for you to be able to do the thing that God sent you here to do. Number one, your why is unique. I'll say that again. Your why is unique. And it is unique to you. The why for Samson is different from the why for Gideon. It's different from the why for Samuel. It's different from the why for David. It's different from the why for Saul. Your why is unique to you. I cannot stress, and that is why I made that number one. Because if you look to the right, you will see that the next person's why is different from yours. If you look to the left, if you look in front of you, the next person is why will always be different from yours. And that is why you cannot follow others to find out your why. I will get to that later. But I want you to put it in your head and remember every day that my wife for today is different from my wife's wife for today. My wife for coming to church today is different from your wife for watching at home. I am here delivering the message that God has given me. That is why I'm in church today. But you are at home, and the few of us that are here, you are here to receive the word. So my why will always be different from your why. Because of time, let us go to number two. Your why is determined by God. But it is given to you as a raw gift that must be punished. Your why is determined by who? God. And given to you as a gift that must be punished. I'm going to run through the points. I might not explain all of them into details. Now, you will notice that when Samson was given his strength, it came in the raw form. It was raw strength. Samson could not go places because he refused to polish the gift. Samson ne pouvait pas aller parce qu'il a refusé your why is determined by God and given to you as a raw gift that must be punished. When God called Moses, Moses was in the raw form. And so naturally, he made a mistake. God allowed him to go to the wilderness for 40 years to learn how to use the gift properly. Number three. Your why is that annoying idea or recurring dream? 
votre pourquoi, c'est cette idée. It is that annoying, and I call it an annoying idea. C'est cette idée ambiante. It is an idea that you can't get out of your mind. C'est une idée que vous ne pouvez pas vous débarrasser. The more you try, the more it bothers you. Les mieux vous essayez, les mieux ça vous inquiète. And for some of us, it is a dream that you have constantly. Pour certains parmi nous, c'est le rêve que tu as constamment. Everybody remember the story of Joseph. Tout le monde se rappelle du histoire de Joseph. The Bible recalls two occasions when Joseph had a dream. La Bible se rappelle de deux occasions quand Joseph avait un rêve. Now this is just a disclaimer. I personally do not believe. C'est un dilemme. Je n'ai, je n'ai pas personnellement. That a man will have been called a dreamer for just two dreams. I personally believe that Joseph must have had continuously dreaming about his wife. Joseph a continué à rêver sur son pourquoi. The dream was so much that Joseph could not ignore it. Les rêves étaient assez que Joseph ne pouvait pas les ignorer. The idea was so annoying. L'idée était ennuyante. That Joseph had to share the idea. Que Joseph devait partager l'idée. And so I want you to understand. Je veux que tu comprennes. Oh, do you have a dream that keeps coming? Avez-vous un rêve qui continue à venir? You better pay attention to the dream. Vous devez tirer attention à votre rêve. Do you have an idea for a business that keeps coming? Avez-vous une idée d'une affaire qui continue à venir? You better pay attention. To the idea. Vous devez tirer attention à l'idée. Oh, your wife will not come out as a flash from heaven. Votre pourquoi ne viendra pas comme un flash du ciel. Your wife will come as a billboard on the road. Votre pourquoi viendra comme une boîte sur la route. It's a billboard that you will not be able to get out of your mind. C'est une boîte que vous ne pouvez pas vous débarrasser. Your wife may come as an advert on TV. Ça viendra comme une publicité à la télé. But you will never be able to get the picture out of your mind. Mais vous n'aurez pas. Maybe you need to start journaling, start writing down things. Say, how many times in a day does this idea come to my mind? Now you are getting close to your why. Number four. Your why is something that you already have. Votre pourquoi c'est quelque chose que vous avez. It's something you already know. Quelque chose que vous connaissez. It's something you already do. Quelque chose que vous faites. Or it could be something you are going to become. Ou quelque chose que vous deviendrez. Get this part that somebody else needs. Prends cette partie que quelqu'un d'autre a. I say it again. It is something you already know. Quelque chose que vous connaissez déjà. Something you already do. Quelque chose que vous avez déjà fait. Something you already have. Quelque chose que vous avez déjà. Or something you are going to become. Ou quelque chose que vous deviendrez. That somebody. Else needs. For 30 years. Jesus cherished his gift. For my benefit. Either I was saved or not, did he change who Jesus Christ was? But his wife was something he became. Quelque chose qui est devenu. That will benefit my own life. Qui a bénéficié ma propre vie. That will benefit your own life. Qui a bénéficié votre propre vie. So if you think that your why is going to be something that will benefit you. Si vous pensez que votre pourquoi c'est quelque chose qui va vous bénéficier. You may be thinking in the wrong place. Vous êtes en train de réfléchir mal. I have realized over the years. J'ai réalisé par les années. That whatever benefits others. Ce qui bénéficie les autres. Is what naturally brings success. C'est ce qui amène la réussite. You know, when you think about it, quand vous pensez de ça, recently, a footballer died. Récemment, and everybody has been talking about the footballer. Tout le monde parlait des footballeurs. But God knows how many millions of people who are glued to their TV to watch this footballer bring joy to their home. Dieu, on seul, Dieu sait combien de millions de gens vont à leur télé pour regarder ce footballeur qui est la gift. Son nom was something that God was born with. Something he developed by, by kicking oranges around. And then he finally got to the world stage. And, and then you and me pay a subscription to watch him on TV. 
because he decided to serve his gift to the world. Parce qu'il a décidé de servir son don au monde. The only thing is that when you are serving your gift, you are enter- you are enjoying yourself. La seule chose c'est que quand vous servez votre don, vous vous réjouissez vous-même. For that that are benefiting from it. Mais ce sont les autres qui en bénéficient. Number five. Cinq. Your why is not limited by the place and the timing of your birth. Le temps n'est pas limité par l'endroit et le temps de votre naissance. Your why is not limited by the place or the timing of your birth. Votre pourquoi n'est pas limité par l'endroit et le temps de votre naissance. I remember when Jesus Christ was born. Je me rappelle quand Jésus était né. The Bible says that Herod said, no, nobody, no, no other king can be born here. La Bible dit qu'Hérod a dit. He said, he said, whatever you do, go out and kill every child that is less than two years old. But God had a plan for him. And so nobody can kill your gift. The place and the timing of your birth does not matter. It doesn't matter how backward the country is. It doesn't matter how forward the country is. There will be people in a developed country that their life may not benefit others. And there will be people in a developing country that their life will benefit many. The place and the timing of your birth doesn't matter. Number six. Your why is not limited to the place where you live now. I want to say that very clearly. Your why is not limited to the place where you live now. Remember when Jesus Christ came back with, with Joseph, his father? The Bible says that when he noticed that Herod was still on the throne, he went and lived somewhere else. And that place that he went to live was where Jesus now grew up. But because the gift could not be hidden, the place where Jesus was did not matter. When he went to Capernaum, the gift came out. When he went to the ten cities, the Decapolis, the gift came out. Everywhere he went, the gift I'll give you just one example because I'm a soccer fan. I remember that in those days, the so-called legendary Pelé, he came to Nigeria to play. That was in 1978. And you could see that even though he was a Brazilian, when he stepped on the field in Nigeria, it was still the same. Quand il était sur le terrain au Nigeria, il était le même. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your gift is not limited by the place where you are. Votre don n'est pas limité par la place la place où vous êtes. Number seven. Seven. Your why? Votre pourquoi? Which is the function of your gift? We always be an action that you need to perform. That is what your that is what your why will. It will always be something that you need to do. Your why is such that God will lead you until you begin to do when you go through Scripture. Jesus knew that I, I have come to the world to save mankind. But he knew that he had to die. It was something he had to do. And so if you were to ask Jesus, why did you come? He said, I came to save man. He said, but in the process, I must die. And that was why he kept on telling them, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of his enemy. It will be an action that you have to pursue. Number eight. I hope somebody is getting something from this. Because whenever you remember yourself after today, 
I want you to be able to say if you are walking in line with why you are here or if you are not. I want by the end of 2021, when we look back, you'll be able to say, ah, I remember. That on the 29th of November 2020, my life changed. My prayer is that you will begin to walk in the light of what God wants you to do. Number eight, your why will always be a selfless act. That will be your why. I remember the, the prayer of Solomon. Solomon said, God, I know that uh, the reason why I'm here is that I will be a good ruler of your people. I need wisdom for that. The wisdom, in fact, let me tell you the truth. Go and read the story of Solomon. <laughs> the story of Solomon is one of the strangest stories in Scripture. Solomon had enough wisdom to rule the old nation. But he had the wisdom to rule himself. And so, the why for Solomon was that it will be a king that after him, nobody will measure up to his level. Now, why am I emphasizing on this one? You are praying for the gift of the Spirit. If you are praying with the heart of using it for yourself, you won't get it. The Bible rightly says there that whoever prophesies edifies encourages. So it is to do for other people. For example, Par exemple, if you are a prophet, si vous êtes un prophète, and you can go to somebody and say, "Thus says the Lord," either God says or not, it is not helping the prophet; it is helping the person that the message is going to. Because of time, let me go to number nine. Now, number nine is one of the encouragements you get from knowing your wife. Because your why will remove every limitation of your eyes, every limitation of your mind, and give you a glimpse of what the future could be. It will give you a glimpse of what the future could be. The Bible says, because Jesus Christ submitted himself to the, uh, to the death on the cross, that God has given him a name that is above every other name. For the glory that was set before him. He knew ahead of time that if I go through these things, this is what will happen. Your wife gives you a future that is better than where you are now. Your wife gives you a future that is prepared to where you are now. Let me go back to Joseph. When Joseph had his dream, he was just a small boy in the house. He was the one that stayed with his father. Suddenly, when he had his dream, he realized that his father stay with him. He realized that instead of his father being his source, he will become the source for his father. He realized that what he was seeing when eventually comes to pass is a good thing. Brethren, your why in life will always see beyond your eyes can see. In fact, let me tell you the truth. If your wife cannot see beyond your eyes, it is not from God. Because your wife must be greater than you. Remember the Bible says, God told Abraham, 
Is there lift up your eyes now? And see. And then the Bible says that God told him, try and count the stars. La Bible dit que Dieu lui dit quand I don't know about you, if you are trying to count the stars, by the time you count the ones on this side, by the time you come around, you forget where you started from. Je ne sais pas propos de toi. Quand vous comptez les étoiles d'un côté, le temps d'aller de l'autre côté, vous ne pouvez pas compter les étoiles. C'est impossible de compter les étoiles. C'est impossible de compter les étoiles. Et Dieu dit que ces gens ne comprennent pas. Il dit, regarde le sable sur le sol. If you want somebody to do meaningless work, tell them to take just a handful of sand and count how many grains there are. And then God said, you see all the sand in front of the sea? All the sea that you can see. And so even if Abraham tried, he started on Monday. He counted and stopped there and drew a line. By the time he woke up the next day, he realized that the water has washed some of the sand to the one that he has counted. He says it's a waste of time. I get the message. What God is saying is that what is going to make me is something that I can't imagine. Number 10. And this part is very important. Number 10. Your why can only be discovered by you. I'll say that again. Your why can only be discovered by you. But it can be confirmed by others. Now, let me say that again. Your why can only be discovered by who? You. But, God, in encouraging you, can allow others to confirm it. I'll give you a few examples as time permits me. The Bible says in the book of Acts, I think it was chapter 10, that Saul of Tarsus was on the way to Damascus. Suddenly, he had his encounter that we all know about. And then God spoke to Ananias. And said, Ananias, I want you to go to this man. I have chosen him as a vessel unto me. And I asked myself, but God did not tell Saul that. But because God is complete. By the time we got to chapter 26, Saul was standing in front of the king. And he gave an account of what happened. And by the time he got to, I think, verse 18, verse 19, he says, Oh, king, when I was on the ground, I was told that I was being chosen as an apostle to the Gentiles. If God told him that immediately, it means that Ananias was only coming to confirm what God had told him. And then he said, O king, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Brethren, if I give you a vision, you can be disobedient. But when God Himself gives you a vision and I confirm it, then you know that God is working with you. Oh, there are many other examples that you can give. Where you will know that God will first of all go to somebody and say, This is what you need to do. And then somebody else will confirm it. Brethren, as we end this series, I want you to remember very well that the last person you can forget is yourself. It is you that will go to next year. It is you that will still be with God. It is you that God has called. It is you that God has given your wife. It is you that God has given the gift. 
It is you, c'est toi, that God is telling today to remember. It is you, c'est à toi, that God is saying to today, that remember, rappelle-toi, you are unique. Tu es unique. Your reason for being here is unique. La ta raison pour être est unique. No man has the authority to tell you why you are here. Non, aucun homme n'a l'autorité de vous dire pourquoi vous êtes là. But they can confirm why you are here after God has shown it to you. Apostle Paul ends with a very good way in Romans chapter 12. And that is where I'm going to end the sermon today. He says in verse 2. He said, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world. He said, but let God transform you into a new person. And then I love how he ended that sentence. He said, by changing the way you think. But then stop waiting for a prophet to tell you your destiny in life. Stop waiting for a soothsayer to tell you your destiny in life. In fact, let me tell you the truth. A soothsayer cannot see beyond his level. A soothsayer can never see to the level of God. You go to a soothsayer, he will tell you at his level that you cannot pass him. And the reason he will tell you that is because if you pass him, why will you go back to him? So children of God, I want you to remember that God loves you so much. There is something inside you that God puts in you. And that's when he's speaking up every day. That idea is not allowing you to rest. That dream keeps coming up. That thing, I can call it a thing, that thing, keeps bothering you. Pay attention to it. Because your why in life, which is what you will give account on the day when you get to heaven, may just be that thing that is disturbing you. Every other thing may be a supporting part of the act. But what God is going to look for at the end is going to say, I tried to speak to you directly. I sent somebody to talk to you. I allowed you to sit on the billboard on the street. It will remind you that remember that the way you put on your TV, something spoke to you from the TV. It's going to tell you, remember that the way you logged on to Facebook. Suddenly something jumped on you. Something jumped out to you. Brethren, I submit to you, there is no way that God cannot speak. Remember every day. Who you are not, who you are, and why you are here. Let's write them out. Thank you because you reserved this part, O oh God, for us. Lord, let life be transformed today. Lord, as many as have been walking on the wrong path, I pray that today they begin to walk on the right path. In the name of Jesus, as many as are trying to satisfy the why of somebody else, Lord, correct them. As many as already satisfying their own wives, oh God, Lord, help them. Let there be revelation. Let there be illumination. In the name of Jesus. Lord, all these points that we have counted, oh God, I pray that your children will remember always. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as your children go today, we commit them into your hands. We pray, Father, that, oh God, even as they go into the month of December, that all of the things of November will go with us. 
that Lord, everything we have remembered that they will go with us. We will not be forgetful here. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we are believing you, O oh God. That 2021 or old better things for your children. And so, Father, as we move forward to it, O oh God, let our gifts begin to speak up. Let our wives become obvious. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Just before we share the grace, I just want to encourage you, if you are at home, to reach out to us on our email. Info at ccm.church. You can reach us to reach out to us through Facebook. Just through Facebook slash Cornerstone Chapel Mountain. Facebook bar Cornerstone Mountain Chapel. You can also reach out to us on YouTube. We also join us on YouTube. And uh, there are places on YouTube actually where you can make comments, and by the grace of God, we will read your comments. If you prefer to write a letter, you can write your letter to 11 York Street, New Mountain, New Brunswick. But whatever you do, we want to hear from you. And the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Let's share the grace in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We shall live, we shall not die. We shall live to declare the works of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Have a wonderful week ahead of you.